0: This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're In the Zone.
1: Welcome back to In the Zone here on Sports Radio, 1150 KSAL, 106.7 on the FM dial as well. I'm Jackson Schneider, joined now by the head football coach of the Bennington Bulldogs, Coach Brian Schamberg, as part of our summer State of the Program updates. We've been talking to area high school football coaches and catching up with them during this kind of busy summer period before we get ready for fall and season. And, Coach, you, you told me just a bit ago you guys completed your summer camp last week. Tell us a little bit about how that's going and how the team's progressed over the summer months.
2: Um, it was good. It was probably one of the most productive camps I've had, summer camps I've had in in the uh, in the last couple of years. And um, the guys are excited. Uh, we got quite a few upperclassmen this year, and so we had good numbers. And so they're super excited about the upcoming season. And they're always excited. We got to do a the Kansas Wesleyan stud camp two days, so they're always excited when they can hit somebody somebody from another team a couple days. So that was
1: fun. Absolutely. You know, it's it's fun to, to practice, but when you're working against your own teammates, you get a little hungry for that real competition, right? So I totally, totally understand that. But uh, let, let's talk a little bit about those upperclassmen. I know you've got a group that's pretty hungry considering how last season went. You guys had a lot of close losses, but you, you did not get in the win column. So I know that your, your leadership group, your upperclassmen, are, are Kind of leading by example this summer, trying to change that tide a little bit. But what can you tell us about those guys and what they've been doing this summer?
2: Yeah, they're excited. They got uh, last year. They got some some huge time playing that they hadn't had before, and so they were pretty young. But this year, they're um, they kind of know the plays now, and they know what it takes. And um, so they're super excited and um, pretty upbeat, and and just kind of starting to fill that leadership role that they they might have struggled a little bit with last year just cuz they they were just learning learning the ropes a little bit so um they they're, they're going to be an exciting bunch to watch
1: can you tell us a little bit about each of of some of the key guys to look out for maybe some of the the big position areas for that sure. you're excited to have them at
2: yeah yeah for sure like the offensive and defensive line um was pretty young last year but they've really just kind of taken off and kind of grown into their their role, um, role there. And so, um, the, the, offensive line will be, um, the two guards and the two ends will be the seniors this year. And so, um, we're looking forward to some good competition at the center spot to try to see who fills that. Um, and then also, as I tell the guys right now, I mean, every spot's open. I mean, the, the summertime's the time to earn your spot. And so, uh, there's a lot of competition in in all the positions, and so that's that's really exciting to see just because we keep telling the guys that um, competing with your teammates is only going to make us better um, so um, it's been it's been fun watching those guys compete so
1: well, competition like we said it's always good especially when you're kind of developing each other but you talked about those camps that you've you've uh, taking your team to the thud camps and kind of getting some pads on some other guys. How have you seen your team in that kind of a setting kind of respond to the challenge of, of other competition uh, when they, you know, you don't always get that when you're, you're at camp with your own teammates. How how did you see them in the setting of going up against somebody else?
2: No, it was good. I mean, we've been experimenting with some different defenses and, so uh, it was a really a, a crucial two days for us to kind of see them and see the guys in the spots, and um, they responded really well. I mean, it, some of it was new to them, so they, they would make mistakes, but they did, they did let us coach them up, and they responded well. Um, so it was very promising, and we're super excited about the things we saw. And um, just there's always those couple guys you're not sure about, and they just – just showed us some good stuff. So,
1: Well, I know last fall wasn't fun for for your guys or, or for you because you, you go out there and you, you put it all out on the line, and when you don't see something in the win column, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth, I know. And you guys got left a little short in the season as well with the way that uh, Week 9 went down, you, the, uh, the forfeit uh, and everything. So yeah. you didn't get to finish on the right note that I think you guys were excited for and get a chance at some competition in that game. How have you seen your team respond from that how last fall ended and and what's to come have they kind of built in the right direction the way you might have wanted them to
2: yeah I mean we talk a lot about how how the just just like two years ago when we went six and three I mean the the next year we told them like hey just because you went six and three doesn't mean that you're gonna gonna do it again so in the and it showed that showed kind of showed them like hey that is each, a year at a time so um, they they know it's a new season and they know that what what happened last year is behind us and there's lots of stuff we can learn from when it comes to turnovers and taking care of the football and just we can just kind of show them back to those games a little bit and learn that like hey if we were done these things better then we could have we could have uh, on top of those some of those games so when we do these different drills and practice and and working on different things that we knew we need to work on that it kind of just like that they kind of understand like, Oh yeah, this is definitely not a waste of time. It's something we need to work
1: on. So again, Brian Shamberg is our guest head football coach of the Bennington Bulldogs and coach it's, it's summer and, and I know it's hot outside, but uh, the guys like you've been telling me have been putting in work who've been, some of the younger guys that have impressed you, I know that, that you know freshmen and sophomores for you are, are going to be vital in helping to build some depth and try to build this program forward. Can you give me any names of some younger guys that might have stepped up so far throughout the summer and, and kind of raised your eyebrows a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, one's Brock Merck. I mean, he's really kind of like, he's, he's going to be a sophomore and um, he's really opened our eyes over the last uh, week and just when it's kind of hard sometimes to know um, how that's going to go until you get pads on up on him. And he, he got injured last year uh, towards meniscus. So this year I think he's just ready to come out there. And so he, he impressed us on both sides of the football. And um, so, and then we have a freshman, Aiden Lewandowski. He's, um, he's competing for any spot he can find on the field. And so he's just one of those kids that he's like, coach, I'll play wherever you want me. so we, we love it when we have those kids that like, hey, I don't care where I play. I just want to play. And so he's definitely one of those kids that that has that attitude. Like, I just want to play. Just I don't care where. Just put me somewhere. So that's exciting.
1: Well, I know, sure. I know things kind of tighten up a little bit in terms of what you can and can't do with your team over the next couple of weeks during the summer. Uh, but what would you say is maybe the biggest thing you want to see from your team from now until fall camp and when things really get ramped up?
2: um I just want them to continue to be committed. I mean a lot of years uh the beginning J- June is they're there, they're excited and then July comes and it starts getting hot and it's they get tired of waking up at 5:45 in the morning to be at weights by 6 and they kind of peter out. So I think a big thing we're really pushing is like, "Hey, stay committed. I mean, you're going to get a break over the Thanksgiving, I mean, so I keep saying Thanksgiving over the um 4th of July holiday and so uh Take, take advantage of that, and but just continue to show up and, and get stronger and and get better. So,
1: Awesome. Well, Coach, before I let you go, I have to know I've talked to a couple other coaches, and I told you this before we started our interview. They've said that kind of the summer can be some of the most stressful times for a coach because there's so much going on between weights and camps and all the stuff that you have to kind of juggle in your position. Do you find this time to be uh, a little bit stressful as well?
2: Yes, yes. My daughters were like, when track season got, I'm a track coach, when track season got over, they are like, Dad, it's football season now. And I was like, yep. And so they knew that, like, hey, I'm going to be busy and uh, busier than I was during track. And, and, and uh, yeah, sometimes, especially last week, I mean, I was we had something every, every part of the day, really. And so um, for sure, yeah, uh, it's a busy time, but it's also – uh, an important time to kind of prepare yourself for August and kind of having a good start to when the season kicks off in august, so
1: absolutely well my my follow up question to that is how do you combat the stress? Is there anything that you do like a hobby to kick your feet up, uh, yeah, relax yeah. a little bit? What do you do to to kind of combat that stress
2: yeah we go I go fishing, yeah, me and my dad go fishing a lot and um take my girls fishing, and so that's just something we like to do in the summer is take the boat out to the lake and try to catch some fish and just kind of kick back and relax. So that's definitely one thing that, that I enjoy doing whenever I get a spare moment in the summer, for sure.
1: Awesome. What what do you fish usually?
2: Well, we usually – we've been going to Milford walleye fishing, and um, that's been fun. And then there's just a little lake outside of Bennington that we take a little boat to and try to catch some fish if we can avoid the wasps. but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a good time.
1: That's awesome. I I have yet to go fishing this summer, so I think you just planted an idea in my brain. I've got <laughs> I got some free time here in yeah. the next couple of days. I might have to might have to do that. I haven't done it in a while, so yeah. uh, enjoy you can't that. Can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. But uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy your time out on the water. Enjoy your time with your team this summer, and uh, we'll catch up again with you soon as we get ready for fall. How about that?
3: Sounds good. Awesome. You too.
1: All right, Brian Schamberg, head football coach of the Bendington Bulldogs. We'll take a break here on In the Zone and be back with more right after this.
4: It's time now for a summer state of the Abilene Cowboy football program with fourth-year head coach Brad Nix. Coach Nix, pleasure having you with us. Thank you for joining us. You bet, Trent. Thanks for having me on. An exciting sports week for really the entire community of Abilene, and especially the football program. 2011 Abilene graduate Cody Whitehair back in town to put on his camp over the course of two days. Now, I know the high school session was today. Didn't work out exactly the way everyone wanted to with weather impacting it, but talked about or talk about how things went despite the weather.
0: Uh, t- today, today went great. Uh, you know, having all those NFL guys uh, come and talk about their—they talked about their journey and from high school to college and, and then into the NFL and, and what that means and, and leadership and teamwork and you know all, all that, that that stuff that that we try to preach as coaches and, and uh, but but it always means a little bit more when it, when when it comes from you know not only NFL players but you know someone like Cody who's who's kind of a hometown hero and and somebody I know everybody looks up to.
4: Who were some of the other players that were there at Whitehair's camp? I didn't get a chance to make it, but I know last year Jordy Nelson made an appearance—a pretty unreal opportunity for these kids.
0: Yeah, um, one of the uh, the other Avellan person was was Josh uh, Anguano, mm-hmm. uh, and so he was the other Avellan person. But then uh, some guys that that had been there um, in the past: uh, Zach Miller, who was a tight end at Chicago. Um, Austin Siwersen, mm-hmm. uh, who was a, a teammate uh, of his, and then um, uh, B.J. Finney, mm-hmm. who you know from Andel, mm-hmm. who also was a, a teammate at, at K-State and also played the NFL. Um, and then uh, I think there was somebody else, but I'm, I'm, okay. I'm forgetting their name off That's- the top of my head. But.
4: We're, we're thankful for whoever comes. Pretty lucky to have those yeah. folks come into our small community here. Now, you also conducted your camp over the last several weeks. Now, if I understand right, you're doing it just a little bit differently this year as far as when it's going to take place or when it's been taking place. Talk about that, Coach.
0: Yeah, it, um, we decided to, to do something a little bit different, uh, just you know, again with Coach Gracie with the basketball. Uh, in past years, uh, when we would have camp, basketball wouldn't see any of their kids and then when when, uh, basketball do their camp we wouldn't get to see any of our our basketball kids who who also play football and so um, we already see kids on Mondays and Wednesdays basketball sees theirs on Tuesdays and Thursdays and so what we decided to do is just do kind of a four uh four day or two weeks so four days Monday Wednesday Monday Wednesday um and and really not so much of a camp as just kind of an extended Skill time and extended uh, practice, and so uh, we, I, it really worked out well. Um, I, I think Coach Graves liked it, and, and uh, honestly, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, we didn't really wear the kids down. You know, we had some kids to do a lot in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, between weights and seven on sevens and basketball and and everything else, and and then you know having them go through uh, four days of camp. You know, by the time that, you know you get to Wednesday, Thursday, they're gassed. and and this really. Uh, I think kind of helped keep them fresh and and, uh, gave us some some time to just kind of go and review and and get through everything that we wanted to get through. And so I, uh, I liked it a lot. I thought it went really well.
4: I'm happy to get to talk to you because we don't talk nearly enough. You're in the high school world. I'm trying to prepare the kids down at the middle school for you. I'm in my 10th se- uh, year at the 7th grade level. Now, uh, you and I were talking off the air a moment ago. Let's talk about what a football player is going through. Now, at the middle school level, we're done lifting by the end of June, but uh, your kids are a little bit older. You're taking that weightlifting into the month of July, correct? Yes, sir,
0: yes. Uh, so we'll take the – more. Kesha has a moratorium the week of the 4th. Of which is the first week of July, and then so we'll have two weeks after that that we'll be in the weight room. Uh, the uh, the second week of July, we can still have practice and work with the kids. Uh, then uh, that actually shuts off. Whatever that is, July 16th is the last day that we can actually physically work with kids. Uh, but we can have the weight room open um, as much as we want. Um, I uh, we're going to go ahead and, and stop July 20th. Um, I, I know some programs will keep it open a little bit, little bit longer, but I really want to give the kids an opportunity to to kind of get away and be kids. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're going to take a couple weeks off. You know, one of those weeks is the fair as well. Yeah. which I, I know a lot of these kids are really busy during that time, but uh, we'll, we'll keep them going through through July. And, and uh, kids have done a great job so far. I'm so proud of them. Uh, you know, we're averaging 60 plus kids at 6 a.m. and so. Uh, you know, kid, kids are doing a great job of, of getting up and getting in and, and working harder and getting stronger.
4: I'm with fourth-year head coach Brad Nix of the Abilene Cowboys, 7-on-7. Uh, seven seven. sounds like you guys are playing over in Salina. Also had a chance to spend some time at Washburn University. Talk about that, Coach.
0: Yeah, our 7-on-7 our seven has gone really well. Um, we, we, uh, we spent our first two weeks uh, going to Washburn. Uh, at university, and, and just seeing it's the competition there with, with some of the, the bigger, the 6A, Washburn Rule, Shawnee Heights, and, and some of those programs. Uh, Silver Lake is there. You know, some of those programs, are, they're really, really good. And so we wanted to see just a different a different level of, of competitiveness, uh, some different teams that we don't get to see by going to Salina. And, and the kids did great. Uh, we, we went undefeated. Uh, we did tie Silver Lake. Um, but uh, they don't do overtime or anything. But, but we you know we beat a uh, 5A, Shining Heights, and we, we beat a 6A, Washington They're very very good teams. And, and uh, but our kids played really well. It was a great experience for them. Um, and then you know we're still still over at Salina. And Salina's great too. I mean you get Salina South, and, and of course Southeast of Spleen, who's been a uh, State power here lately. And, and so a great competition there. And, and just to get get out and, and uh, get through our plays. You know, on offense and on defense just uh, you know working on our route coverages and, and uh, getting through all that so but it's, it's been a great summer. Uh, a lot of our young kids, freshmen and sophomores, uh, there's a JV time in Slime as well that they've done a great job of, of learning what, what we wanted to learn.
4: Again, I'm with Abilene head football coach Brad Nixon. Uh, let's give a little background here for folks that don't know you quite as well. It's already four seasons now. You're entering your fourth season as head coach. And just to give folks background, we've talked about it before. It's well documented. You were thrown in about as tough of circumstance as any coach could not ask for when you were hired because when you were hired, COVID hit. You already inherited a program that was struggling. They had lost 10 games in a row. Numbers were down. That first year, you only played six games because of COVID. You went 0-6, 0-9 in your second. But last year, we all knew the team was going to play better. Uh, we know you're doing a great job, but we knew more talent was coming in. The numbers were up. Last year, right off the bat, you snapped that 25-game losing streak with a 14-7 victory over Marysville, and you finished the year 4-5. and five. So big improvement last year, Coach.
0: Yeah, kids, kids did a great job last year. I was really proud of them, especially in the off season. I really think we won a lot of those games in the off season, and and, uh, was able to come out and and get that get that monkey off our back against Marysville, and and we we rolled to a you know a three and one start, um, you know, uh, through all of our our league league opponents and. had a close one against Rose Hill, and, and uh, then, then our, our schedule got a lot, you know, a lot tougher. You, you, you throw in the yeah. Circle, who went to the the quarterfinals, and Womego, who obviously played in the state championship game, and you know, uh, one of our other losses, you know, the Clay Center, who went to the semis, and so mm-hmm. you know, our, our schedule's not uh, not not easy even in the league, and, and uh, but uh, kids, kids did a great job, and, and they're continuing to work, and so it, it was it was it was great to. to for the kids to feel that success you know we, we talk about it so much as, as as coaches and as a team and you know that's there's no greater feeling than watching the kids have that that kind of success
4: Get in with Abilene head football coach Brad Nixon. Let's go ahead and glance at the schedule. Abilene in the NCKL, but also like an honorary member of the Ark Valley Chisholm Trail League, which people in Salina know very well. There's four divisions of that, but let's look at it. Abilene opens on the road at Marysville, then consecutive home games against Concordia and Clay Center, then back to back games on the road again with Chapman and Rose Hill, home against Tawanda Circle. At Augusta, and then wrap up October the twentieth in the regular season finale against Juan Migo, a runner-up in Class Four A a season ago. So the schedule remains tough, but what I think everybody feels good about, coaches, you brought back nearly everyone from last year, nine starters back on offense and ten on defense. Most coaches dream of that; it's a reality for you guys.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. You know, I think our expectations as a team are extremely high. Um, you know, we've talked about that. Um, you know, as a as a coaching staff and, and as a team with you know, with the kids and you know, the kids you know they're, they're we're not trying to win win a, a game this year you know a year ago man we just want to get the monkey off the back we want to win a couple games and and the, uh, the the expectations are higher which which is what you want when you build a program you know the expectations have to you know have to continue to go up and you know I, I know the kids you know we we really enjoyed being able to host a, a playoff game last year was the first home playoff game and. Uh, I think 10 or 12 years, something like that and, and so it was great to do that and, and I know that's on the list as, as well as uh, we, we want to play in November and and uh, you know, I think that as a, as a football program, that's always your goal. You want to, you want to play in the November and uh, in order to do that not only are we going to have to get a home playoff game but we have to win that home playoff game and that was something we weren't able to do last year against Rose Hill but uh, you know, we're, we're excited to, to kind of get back at it and, and, and uh, hopefully we can achieve that and, and Played in November this year.
4: I'm talking with Abilene Head Football Coach Brad Nix, and it's not a surprise that your team's doing great in 7-on-7. Your skill players are terrific. Stockton Timbrook, your quarterback, over 1,700 yards passing, 14 touchdowns last year. I think it would take too long to run through that list of skill guys. The million-dollar question is, will he have time to throw it? What will the protection be like, both running the football and passing the football line play? That's going to have to be a a big plus for your team this year, and I, I think it's improving for you guys, but I'll let you talk about it.
0: Yeah, we, we, we've improved a lot and I'm, I'm really excited, you know, we bring back a lot of guys, you know, Devin Alvarez and Tyler Holloway um, you know, on, on the left side uh, our guard and tackle and, and uh, uh, Sam Whitehair um, over on, uh, as our right tackle and Sam uh, got hurt in the middle of the season last year and, and we, we lost him, but, but he'll be back. Um, you know, we've got to replace our center um, and, then, and then a right guard and, and we, we've got some older guys that have stepped up and and uh, although, no, no, you know, everybody, you always say no job is, is done, right? I mean, they've, mm-hmm. uh, they've still got to go win their jobs. But Gavin Runyon's been able to step in and play center for us and Kate and Tim at, at the other guard spot. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, those are all seniors, and and I, we'll, we'll be a senior-led team this year. And um, but, You know, that's that's something I know Coach Rangan, our O-line coach, has worked a lot on, not only our, our run game stuff, because we do want to be able to run the ball, but we do have to be able to, to – to protect, so so that we can throw the ball. Um, like you said, you know we'll, we'll bring back a lot of good, a lot of great skill kids. Uh, Brax Fisher, Weston Rock, um, Tegan Funston, Keith Hookman, um, Keaton Hargraves. Like you said, I, I keep going Joe Wells. I mean, there's, all right, we, we've got some great, great skill kids.
4: And one story that was a big story last year is the addition to Mark Willie to the staff now that's going to be year two for you two working together how did I mean year one you guys win four games how did you feel like it went last year and I'm sure year two is going to be even better
0: yeah yes sir yeah it was great it was, I was glad we brought Mark on Mark, Mark was, was really able to step in and, and um really help us in a lot of different ways uh one you know just just having another coach there another uh you know, almost like a, another head coach you know he's, he was a head coach on, even at the middle school level mm-hmm. but when you're a head coach you're a head coach so he was able to step in and really uh you know help me kind of manage some things and, and allowed me to go get a good get back on defense and um and do some things on the defensive side but but yeah we we really worked uh, very well together you know throughout the game you know uh we we knew we knew what we were looking for and, and so I, I I don't have to be standing down there next next to next to them. I can kinda of get off and I can see some of the coverages and, and where the linebackers are playing and this and that and, and relay it down to him and uh, you know, which I really think helps and and uh, you know, we just we really communicated well last year on what we wanted or what look we wanted and you know, when it was when it was a, a big down, fourth down or, or third down or whatever it was, you know, we, we communicated really well on, on what we wanted. To, to see, and um, that it, it it was great. Uh, Mark Mark's a great coach, and, and we're lucky to have him.
4: Any changes at all in the staff this year? I know Michael Broom took a, a job at Slainus Central. Is he going to still be able to help out? Any changes? Yeah, no,
0: we, we will not have any changes. Uh, uh, coach Broom, yeah, he, he, his day job is going to change. Okay, uh, good, good for him. He gets a little bit of pay increase by, by going over to to teach, but. He's still going to come back and coach with us, and, and he's a, he's such a, a, a great addition to our staff as well, and uh, brings a lot of great energy for us. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll have we'll have the same staff, which is which is always great.
4: Well, Coach, I could talk to you all day. I look forward to talking to you even more as the season approaches. Great job with the kids, and look forward to this season. Thank you so much, Trent. I really appreciate it. That is Abilene Head Football Coach Brad Nix. All right.
1: back to in the zone here on sports radio 1150 ksal 106.7 as well on the fm dial Jackson Schneider, pleased to be joined now by my good friend Tom Flax, the head football coach of the Minneapolis Lions, as we continue our summer State of the Program series where we check in with our area high school football coaches and just kind of pick their brains about what all's going on these days around their parts with uh, what be that summer camps or weight training and all the stuff that comes with it. But uh, coach, what have you been up to these days?
3: Well, just been busy. You know, we got you know I run I run all the weight training sessions for the the high school and the junior high uh, guys and girls, and doing a little driver's ed and chasing my kids around to ball fields and and then whatever football stuff we got going on. So just uh, probably as busy or busier now than I am uh, that as I am during school year.
1: You know, you're you're about the second or third coach that's told me that that this time of year is almost more busy than in season with all the different things they've got going on around the school with the weights and the summer camps and all the things like that.
3: Do you, do you think this time of year is a little bit more busy for you than in season? Yes, yes, yeah, and I mean, and there's and and I and I would say like there's 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 a lot of structure, but then there's not there, and then there's some lack of structure because you've got you know you've got kids going in in so many different directions yeah. and their schedules are they're not you know school I, everybody knows what your schedule is you know you know when practice is and you know, you're not you're not going to have a conflict with a you know maybe a basketball wrestling or baseball um you know you're you or and and, and and or work you know you're yeah. you know what's going on um you know and these kids I and and I, I they I, I remember in high school you know, we, all we had was weights. I mean, we didn't have, we didn't have a uh, seven on seven, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, the summer league basketball was just starting to like kick off. So it wasn't so crazy where there's, you know, so much stuff going on and, and there was baseball, but if you're only working around baseball stuff, you know, Legion baseball, or whatever, you know, you're not, that's, that's not a huge, huge issue, but now these kids are, you know, I feel for them because, you know, it's it's not as fun I think for them in the summertime as it was when I was growing up. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> Definitely. Well, Coach, since the last time we've talked to you, you've been obviously very busy, like we discussed. But how, tell me about your team and how they've been developing since the last time we saw them back in in late October and and the solid year that they had with the five wins and and what I would say is one of the toughest schedules in the state last year.
3: Yeah, you know it's it's been it's been. Uh, a, a fun process and you know i think any coach will tell you you know you, you get excited about every group that's coming up and and uh you know I, i'm I'm excited for my sophomores and juniors which are going to be juniors and seniors now or or which which they are now um because you know they, they were they were a pretty strong part of our you know success this last season so watching them grow and watching them develop some more leadership and 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 kind of figuring out how to get you know push other guys and, and, and the positive ways they can do that so that, you know, we can grow as a team. Um, it, it's been, it's been pretty exciting. And then, you know, trying to get, trying to get our younger guys, our, our, you know, new and our incoming freshmen acclimated to, you know, what it's like to, uh, you know, you know, be at camp, be at, be at weights, you know, get to practices and, Um, you know, just have that accountability is, is is always a fun, it's always a fun process. And sometimes it's aggravating because, you know, we're also working with, uh, 14 to 18 year old kids and, and, uh, you know, sometimes things aren't as, as important and, uh, you know, aren't as imperative for them as they are for me or, or my coaching staff. But, uh, you know, I know we, we all deal with those types of things and, and it's, it a lot, a lot of learning, um goes into the summer and, and you know, trying to get these kids in the right state of mind and and get them focused on, you know, the task at hand, which, you know, for me is getting them ready for the upcoming football season.
1: Well, again, last year you you ended up with what was, again, for my opinion, one of the toughest schedules in the state, be, being that three of the four semifinalists in Class 2A were on your, your schedule, either in your league or in your district and everything. Do you feel like that in the grand scheme of things has helped to make your program better being challenged like that in season and kind of motivating your group knowing that this fall is going to be probably just as difficult
3: oh yeah yeah you know it's 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 a motivating factor and i think our guys are, you know buy into that and and they want you know they know what they've got to do to you know be able to compete at that level and when when you're competing against teams that are uh you know that have won or 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 played in you know final four games or championship games. Um, you know, that's, that, I mean, that that's a driving, that's a driving force because they, they know what those teams look like and we're supposed to look like. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and, and, and for us, you know, we get to see a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, Neemaha and Sabatha are, you know, they're a little more, you know, this last year they were a little more, they were just going to, you know, bulldoze you and, 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 you know, just kind of road grade you where, you know, you got like a team like Southeast of Celine, which, you know, they, they, they can do that, but they've, they have so many different weapons that they're going to, you know, beat you. If if they can't beat you one way, they're going to beat you another way. And, and athletically, they've got guys all over the field. So, you know, it's, it's been, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's been fun to, you know, see them and see our guys and, and how they, how they've, uh, you know, attacked this summer and are getting ready for the fall. And, you know, I'm excited to, uh, you know, it's it's a new challenge for me. I'm I'm making the transition from a defensive coordinator to offensive coordinator. I've been the D coordinator here as I've been head for the last four years, so I'm I'm moving over to the offensive side of the ball, coordinating. Um, and then Coach Galansky uh, will be moving. Uh, he he wasn't a coordinator last year, but he's going to coordinate our defense this this year. So um, that's been pretty exciting to me, and 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 kind of you know revitalize you a little bit because you got to start you know looking at things differently and um, but it but it's been a fun process so far
1: well certainly it's got to be fun new challenge for you especially with the group that you've got but uh, let's talk about some of your your key returners on the field who are some of the guys that you've been impressed by this summer so far that you're expecting to step into some some bigger roles this this fall and and how they're kind of leading the group
3: well, I, you know, I think, you know, we've got, we've got, you know, several of our skill guys back. Um, you know, Ryan Parks was our quarterback last year and, and, and he's returning. And I think that, you know, he's, he's had a really good summer so far. Um, and I, and I'm excited to see his growth because, you know, he, he, his freshman year, he didn't play quarterback. He was, he played wide receiver in his sophomore year. Um, he played a lot of JV quarterback um, and then last year, you know, was his first, you know, you know, real varsity experience at, at, behind the center. And so, um, you know, he's had a great summer, and he's gotten, he's gotten, he's matured, and he's just mentally matured, and and, and physically is getting getting to be a really strong, strong kid. And uh, so, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got. Um, I think we're going to ask a lot more of him. Um, you know, his his running mate uh, in the backfield. Uh, Braylon Smith you know he Braylon had a great year last year he was our leading receiver and leading rusher so and and you know he's really you know he's he had a, a really good ending of the state track meet placing in 300 hurdles so he's kind of catapulted that and into this summer um uh you know we got some other guys uh Mason Smith Braylon's younger brother he played a lot for us last year um you know on both sides of the ball uh See Zach Nelson, another, another going to be junior that, uh, you know, had a, you know, played, played quite a bit for us offensively and, and, and on defense as well. And, and, you know, we've got a, we've got a slew of guys that are, you know, coming up. I'm looking to see, you know, we got a, uh, sophomore kid that, that, you know, is, is battling maybe, maybe for some reps at quarterback and Owen Just. Um, you know, we've got some good young linemen coming up. Dalton Kruger going to be a sophomore. Um, just a tall, lanky kid, just been real smart. Uh, and, and we got some guys, uh, you know, we got a guy like, uh, uh, kid that hadn't played a lot of RC experience in offense and defensive lineman, uh, Colby Phipps, where, um, you know, he, he, he's played a lot of JVs last couple of years, but, you know, he's, he's got his eye on, you know, making, making his name, name for himself and, and getting himself ready up front, and, um, on both sides of the ball. And then, uh, chase johnson another senior who who's gonna who played quite a bit at, at started a lot last year defensively and and was a rotational guy offensively um you know i think he's he was the safety last year and he's probably gonna uh move out to a cornerback position defensively which i think is a better fit for him um and you know so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun we got a lot of guys you know we i one of our returning offensive linemen def and, and inside linebacker Gus Johns. He had a, he's uh he's wrestling over in Denmark this month. Um, oh, he had wow. an opportunity to go overseas and, 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 and so I haven't seen a lot of him, but I, you know, I, I, I imagine he's getting a lot of, you know, training in and, and uh, so I, I'll be excited to hear about his experience and, and what he brings back from, from that experience and, and uh, and he's a pretty quiet kid. He's not going to say a whole lot, but you know, I know he's over there working hard, and and you know, and and probably enjoying the experience. But you know, getting not not only becoming a better wrestler, but better athlete as well.
1: Again our guest with us here is Tom Flax, the head football coach of the Minneapolis Lions and coach. With this being, you know, the the middle of summer, there's only so much that you can do with your guys this time of year with weights and with the, the limited camp practices that you can get. What what would you say is the biggest area that your team needs to focus on in terms of bettering themselves by the time August comes around?
3: I, I think just knowing who we are and and, and you know, knowing that, you know, we're I mean, and, and you'll you'll find out. I mean, we're not gonna be the biggest group up front on on, e- on either side of the ball. Um, but just kind of figuring out who we are and, and what we're about and you know, a big thing for us is is, is uh you know how we do things and kinda of getting that motto of like, hey, this is how we you know, it's not what we do, it's how we do it. And, you know, for them just to realize that, you know, it we got we gotta do things our way and we gotta do things right and 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 fly around and you know be aggressive on both sides of the ball and so that's that's what i'm looking forward to and that's what i'm you know what i think they're they're trying to figure out is okay you know how 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 are, how are we going to be our how are we going to be you know ourselves how are we going how is Lions football going to look this year you know and and just trying to develop that that mindset and you know, we've had you know, we're gonna you know, I know this we'll we'll have by the when this airs we'll have we we're going to a seven on seven tournament um here this Saturday, so it'd be pat this past Saturday um on the air, but and then we've got a team camp, uh contact camp in, in I think in in late in mid July. Um you know, and when we'll see some we'll see some league schools in the, at that camp and you know, just I mean just trying to get everybody you know, on on the same page and, and you know, understanding what what our team needs to look like and how we need to do things.
1: Awesome. Well, Coach Flax, before I let you go, I've been asking this to some of the other coaches that have talked about kind of how busy and stressful this time of year can be for you, but with it being summer, I mean, you get the chance to go out and and relax and do some fun things with the family. How do you relax? How do you combat that stress from this kind of crazy time for you as a coach?
3: Well, you know, I... just going and watching my kids do their thing um i got the three of my, three of my younger kids are playing uh, their baseball and and coach pitch baseball um you know we I, we've been out a couple times golfing as a family and just just trying to get those things you know it it's and it's it's hard sometimes to to find time to when everybody's going in different directions but uh you know any time we can you know, my family. I got my wife, and I've got five kids. So anytime we can we can all get together, you know, and eat dinner, and you know, hang and you know, kind of slow down on the weekends is is a good time. I know we we got a vacation plan later this later this summer, which we're all looking forward to, just to kind of get away from everything and and kind of recharge our our batteries so that we can you know hit the school year running pretty hard.
1: Awesome. Well, enjoy that vacation. Enjoy your time this summer, and uh, I'll uh, I'll start bugging you the closer we get to to August. How about that? Hey, man, I appreciate
3: you. Thanks, Jackson.
1: Absolutely. Love having you on, Coach. Again, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Tom Flax, head coach of the Minneapolis Lions here on In the Zone. We'll take a quick timeout and be back with more right after this. Welcome back to In the Zone here on Sports Radio, 1150 KSAL, 106.7 on the FM dial as well. Jackson Schneider joined now by the new head football coach of the Sacred Heart Knights, Norman Jennings, who is new in the head coaching role, but not new to the Knights. You're part of Coach Hopkins' staff last year, uh, Norman, and I know you guys uh, had a really solid season for the first year of that tenure, but I know coaching changes never make things easy on kids but it has to be a lot easier for this group knowing that they it's at least a familiar face right
5: oh yeah absolutely hey we had a a great time getting to know the boys and uh defensively we had some goals and we shattered them and we got to know each other so uh it is good and and then um Ryan Krychek who was there alongside of us last year as well is another familiar face back and and then we have Carl Hines, who's a familiar face to them, has been the um, head coach in middle school, ranks for a while. He's also their baseball coach. He has joined us on staff. So there's a lot of familiar faces around these boys.
1: Well, that that certainly has to help with the momentum that this program has. I mean – Coming from a winless season to going to the playoffs last year and going four and five and, and competing with some really solid teams in your league and, and within 1A football. I mean, the momentum is pretty palpable around the program, so that has to help with the, the development of this team, too, right?
5: No, absolutely. And, you know, that's just a sign of the character of these boys. Um, they've got so many demands especially seeing how we're in summer season you know there there are so many demands on youth these days uh, and they just step right up they created just a a buzz about Sacred Heart football that has not been there in the hallways for a few years and they can't wait to get the pads on and roll into regular season and they're putting in the work off season so um, yeah to say that they've got some momentum, that that almost feels like an understatement compared to the fire that they've got for football.
1: Well, that's certainly going to excite a lot of folks here listening because they know about, you know, the positive tra- trajectory of this program in, a, in a, a school that has a proud football tradition, a proud athletic tradition, really, in just about everything. But uh, let's talk about this team of yours, the, the talented group that you do have. I know everybody loses a handful uh, to graduation each year, but what do you return in terms of weapons and what are we looking at for this group once you, you get closer to fall?
5: Wow, I tell you, um this is a really special group of athletes. I think I've said that every year as a coach, if I'm honest, but um this is a really special group of athletes. We've got better than a dozen seniors um I think we've got fourteen, depending upon who all shows um and twelve of them were major varsity contributors last year. uh We did lose four seniors. Uh, but I tell you what, the, these guys that were juniors last year, knocking on the door behind those seniors, they they have stepped up in every way. So we're gonna miss our guys that are gone. But but when you have this many returners, and, and uh, you know, I think that just goes for a 5A football program when they've got a dozen kids back that have substantial varsity time. Uh, then, then, boy, I tell you what, football in the X's and O's, it becomes a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely, it does. And like we said, you guys saw some success last year. So returning a lot of key contributors like that, that has to kind of make you salivate now as the head coach about what might be possible come this fall when the ball gets kicked off. But before you can get to that point, there's got to be a lot of growth and development throughout the summer months and throughout camps and weight sessions and all of that. So tell me a little bit about what you've seen from this group in terms of their their efforts this summer and what you've you've observed them grow into.
5: Yeah, right on. Um we're just rock solid boys. Uh I mentioned Coach Ryan Crychecker earlier. He's our strength and conditioning man and if you looked at the graphs that are in the the weight room uh and you looked at whether it's number of kids that are in the 700-pound club or 1,000-pound club and look at that over his tenure, it it just is trending upward hugely. So the boys are putting in the work uh, with Coach Krychek year-round. And they recently had a summer weight session, and one of the interns – um had some k dub coaches over uh and they made comments on a lot of those seniors that that maybe even they knew when they were juniors or sophomores, and they encouraged them to stick with it and and now they're they're hitting pay dirt so that summer weights and conditioning is very important um again, boys got a lot of demands and uh, when I was a kid growing up, you got on the bicycle, you rode down, you played baseball during the summer, you know, and football kicked off when school kicked off. And, and now they've got um, weights during the summer, conditioning, they've got baseball, they've got basketball camps, they've got football. Um, so I'm I'm pleased to get our hands on them when we do. And we, we try to limit that and share players across different programs at Sacred Heart. I love that about the family there—the uh, way we just sit down and 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 figure out how to give the kids the maximum amount of opportunities um, and work our schedules together and uh, just be a, a family in that way. So, um, yeah, coming out of the weight room—I mean, we're 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 never going to be that school that has ten, two hundred and fifty-pound linemen uh, that are battling for five spots. Um, but man, we've got kids in the weight room that that definitely feel like they're 250 pound linemen when they get out there on the field and start showing you how strong their core muscles are. That's for sure.
1: For a team in, you know, in 1A football, depth is always critical because numbers are never super high. Like you mentioned, you're not going to have 10 guys competing for five spots on the offensive line, but yeah. last year, injuries were a problem at times, because if you lose one or two key players, then you're starting to f- throw in some freshmen and sophomores that really haven't been in a lot of varsity situations, so can you tell me a little bit about how you are trying to address building depth for this program and trying to continue to build this thing forward?
5: Yes, absolutely. You know, there are some programs, and not not necessarily just even small school programs, but they kick off the year and maybe say, Hey, we're going to take the 14 best boys playing both ways. And we're going to run through the year that way. And um, that is 180 degrees opposite of our program and what we want to instill. We want, we want two extremely viable candidates at every varsity spot. And then we want to turn around the same thing on junior varsity. Uh, And, Yeah, that would mean that we would have, uh, what, 42 kids, uh, which we have 36. So there are going to be some of those kids that are doubled up and and playing both ways. But um, we want to pay attention to not the number one athletes only. We want to build the second guy on the depth chart on varsity. We want to build the second guy on junior varsity depth chart because – Someday we hope that he's in the number one spot. So that is part of, of the cultural shift that, that you got to create in every program so that the boys know that there's a spot for them. They're going to make a contribution. And when one guy goes down, it's always going to hurt. Um, but when one guy goes down, we've got to have another guy ready to step up and, and take his spot. Uh, and we've Boys, you know, I'll be honest with you, it means that they're selfishly giving up a position that they really want to play. Like, um, maybe middle linebacker and they're stepping into defensive tackle. Uh, you know, and and they're they're being selfless and they're they're saying, Where am I gonna make the biggest contribution on the team? So, um yes, death is an issue and, and when we had a few boys go down last year uh it it did hurt we had some backups that came in uh and made it to where it wasn't a huge drop off uh and i think this year um if we do have any injuries which i i pray and that we don't um but i i hope that we don't see uh but hardly a little bit of drop off in in any position or maybe even you have a kid that comes in and steps up and Uh, performs just as well those are the the kind of dreams that the coaches building programs have that's for sure
1: absolutely again our guest is norman jennings head football coach of the sacred heart Knights, on our summer state of the program series here on ksal coach uh, before i let you go the last thing i have for you, you you mentioned in your last answer the the phrase cultural shift right and Every head yes. coach has their own culture, their own identity that they want for their team to have. I'm curious if you've got maybe the blueprint or the the ideal group or or identity for your team yet or if that's something that's still kind of yet to be crafted since we're so early in your tenure. You know
5: my my identity really fits that of the school, which which starts out just bringing glory to God in everything that we do Uh, and then always remembering that we're a family. So what builds that, what, what challenges that sometimes, you know, you, you, you need to uh, have a firm voice and you need to get attention. But uh, a lot of times, you know, you just, you need to be able to build uh, up the morale. So um, I actually just am blessed to come in to a school that has a big emphasis on family culture. and What that looks like when you come to our practice is it's not the freshmen that are picking up all of the hand shields and all of the dummies and all of the balls and all of that when practice is over and everybody's wore out. What you see is those 12 senior varsity players that I was talking about earlier, you're going to see them picking everything up and showing what servant – leadership means showing what it looks like to, to love brothers um, you know when there's somebody on the team that hasn't been there because they're struggling they're sick or they've got something going on in their life these boys reach out and that's really what builds something that people want to be around yes wins everybody wants to win okay and it certainly is better having a season like last year uh, than just having a season that has no wins at all um, but if you don't have the culture, love one another, you serve one another, and you enjoy being around each other as family, then you you can be successful, and that success is just eventually going to leave you um, because it's it's just shallow and there's no depth to that. So I love that. So that's, that's kind of my blueprint. Follow forward. It's about the boys. It's about life opportunities, building character amongst all of us, coaches and boys, and having fun while we're doing it.
1: I love that, Coach. That That is a great mindset to have, and I think that this this community will certainly love to uh, follow your, your group because not only the, the wins or the losses that may happen on the field, but I think it's about the, the impact that you're going to be making on some some young men in the community. So I'm, I'm fired up to get to, to talk to you a little bit more as we get closer to the fall and, and learn a little bit more about you and this program that you're building. But thank you so much for the time today, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon.
5: Sounds great. Thank you, sir.
1: All right, Norman Jennings, head football coach of the Sacred Heart Knights. We'll take a quick timeout here on In the Zone and be back right after this.